Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away good day to all of my friends that's a hardcore assumption but to all of my friends that are listening to this right now all two of you now when we say friends what i mean what i mean by that is you are with us you are part of our community and as you heard just a second ago we're happy that both of y'all are here this is circle unbroken i'm your host taft dares i'm joined in by the producing guru coach mike Hello, How are you, sir. How you doing this afternoon? I'm good. Well, I tried to just now not go into all my list of descriptors for you. I just, yeah, I can say you keep Mike. it keeps growing and growing and growing. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to have to grow into that. It's, cha- it's changing. <laughs> it's changing all the time. We're, all we're doing is we're just we're just setting up the lanes for you to run in, whichever one. Like there'll be a day where it's today with hot mic, today with open mic, today with coach mic. We'll we'll just keep going. We also have back again. Guess who's back? Back again, my buddy Cameron Clark. How are you, sir? I'm great. It's so good to be back, Taft. I love it. You're feeling good. I am. Good. We're coming. We're coming off of uh, a weekend. Uh, it's a weekend where people celebrated moms, and people celebrated moms, and that means a lot of things for a lot of different people. And in my house, um, my wife, I asked her. I said, "Look, I just need you." Here's how romantic I am. I said, "I just need you to tell me what you want. <laughs> just, just tell me what you want for Mother's Day." And she said, "I don't want people going all over the place." I want everybody kind of here, kind of in the same spot. And I said, well, they're going to kill each other, like if they're all here in one spot together. And she said, yep, she said, but they'll be doing that together. And so I laughed because <laughs> I'm like, they are going to do it. And, and it was great. They they came. They they woke her up. They It was funny. Marley, my daughter, the night before, she said, you have one job. And so it's great when your daughter tells you you have one job. And I said, what? And she goes, you need to keep mom in bed until such and such time. And so I said, I said, okay, okay. And that meant that she was going to have breakfast ready. Little did I know she was going to have posters up, you know, all, all over the kitchen. It was great. She, she had it orchestrated. And so the night before, my wife says to me, she said, hey, and my daughter, she's battling pink eye right now. And, and my wife said to me the night before, she goes, hey, I'm going to set an alarm in the morning uh, to check on her to see what our church move is. Because if it's better, we'll go to church. If not, uh, we'll figure something out here. And she goes, what time do you think I should do that? And so I know what time my daughter has told me, and I know what time my wife is telling me. And so I set the time, and she goes, I think a little bit later. I think a little bit later will be better. And so it was a logistics game for me. Well, we're we're in the bed. It's it's Mother's Day morning. I don't I don't know who's healthy and who's not. I hear dishes, and so I know that somebody's up and uh, that they're they're getting it ready. Well, they come into the bedroom, and they say. Happy Mother's Day! And they, they yell, and, and my wife, it's so funny, she sits up, 
And she sits up at like a 90-degree angle in the bed and kind of like taps her legs. was like, thank y'all. What, what are y'all doing? And my wife was in the assuming position of breakfast in bed. And Marley goes, oh, you got to come in here. Like you, you've got to get up and, and come in here. And she looks at me like, hey, what's, what's fixing to happen? And she looks at me, and this is the moment of truth for me. I have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. And so I couldn't claim it and say, well, baby, we got a big surprise for you. I led her into there like it was an execution style. I didn't know what was going to happen. So she goes in there. There's breakfast galore. Everything's around. And they did a good job. It looked presentable. Um, and we got her, are you all familiar with these, Stanley Cups? Uh, they're very yeah. popular um, to the point where I have now learned from my daughter that a Yeti won't do. Stanley has taken over. Uh, marketing has taken over. Now it's Stanley. They're, they're these tall cups, and they have a straw in them, a hard straw with a handle. And it's what my wife wanted. And so we're in there, and we're ready. And I, I had one that I had purchased the day before at Lowe's, and it was super easy to purchase it. Well, little did I know it was super easy to purchase it because I got the wrong one. I got one that wasn't super tall, without a handle, that, that wasn't super expensive. And so... When it's time for presentation, my son, my oldest son, brings it in and goes, Mom, here's your present. And I'm like this, like, yeah, yeah, this is the part I got right. And he goes, it's the wrong one because Dad doesn't know what he's doing. And so, <laughs> dude, guys, I, I'm opening the show today by telling y'all. you out. I, dude, I'm like, dude, I hook you up. Like, we, we take care of each other, buddy. And you threw me under the bus. Got to teach him the bro code. Dude, I, I'm fixing to. I'm, I'm really fixing to because – Dude, all you had to do right here was have my back, you know, and we could have played ignorant. But he didn't want to look bad in front of her, and I'm sitting here going, "Happy Mother's Day!" This is hey, not now, starting now, right. You already know you, you need to know this if you don't already. If he has to choose between you and Mama, you lose. That's smart, <laughs> now, I, and I'm not going to hate on him for that. Like that's I, I'd pick her over me. Yeah, I was going to say times. you you understand that. So you know if he's gonna he, if he's gonna impress one of you. Sure. It's going to be her. Sure. Right. Tee right. him up next time. Like, tee him up for a good one, you know, where <laughs> you're going to set him up like, you know, this is from this is from Jax mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. This is all Jax. He thought of you in doing this. Yes. And walk away. Right. Right. That's a good right move. Right here. <laughs> because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so it, it was. It was a it was a fun day. It, it was a fun moment um, for us because they are getting to that age where they got a little bit of money. Um, they, they, they get birthdays, they do jobs, they, they've got some stuff and I'm still kind of hustling for the mother's day, but I'm about to kick them out of the nest and say, Hey, go buy the stuff. Go Mar- Marley's clearly handling the culinary stuff. Like the breakfast is good. This is going to be, uh, your, your job, buddy. So we can do it. But it was a, it was a fun day. That's where she gets a pair of socks. Yeah. That and, are theirs. And they may have like flunked them. <laughs> Here you go, Ma. I was thinking about you. Uh, also, I saved money uh, for you. But, dude, I'm glad you're here today. We, um, we I want to jump in and, and talk about a subject that I was thinking about. Actually, I was thinking about it at the beginning of last week because there's a fella who's in a Bible class that I teach, and he's a really good builder. He, his business has taken off, especially in this area. I, I drive down all the streets, and I see his name all the time for his building group uh, that he does with homes. And when he talks about it in his marketing material, he talks about 
building the perfect home for somebody, and he says, we consider your dreams. That's what they talk about. Like, you're not just building a home. This is something that you've dreamt about. And he says, from the ground up. And, and, and when he said that, you know, you, we consider your dreams from the ground up. And what they do is they talk about, hey, from the very beginning, the foundation, it, it's about your dream. It's not just a stock home, which those are great. I've, I've lived in tons of those where you've got three things that you can pick out. This is custom building your dreams from the ground up. And, and I get it. Like, have a foundation. Um, when you set the studs, go, go, we did this at the home we live in now, went, went and wrote scriptures, you know, on the studs. And it was this idea of from building something from the ground up. It feels redundant, though, when somebody says building from the ground up, mm-hmm. because is there any other way to build? Like you, when you, if I'm going to build a home, I've got to build it from the ground up. Like I've got to. Go to some of these neighborhoods around Columbia. You'll find out, right? Yeah. Right. How how they've been done. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can try our you can try our school system in any three any state you want to pick. Usually we build it. We build it. You know, we we compared it to a plane. Right. That we're building it while we're flying it. Right. So. Right. right. Continuing to, <laughs> and so it inspired me to think about times in our lives hmm. where something is torn down. Something is stripped away, and we have to look at it. And a lot of times we'll talk about like a bootstraps mentality of here I am at this base, and I want to build it, you know, from square one, from scratch, from from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have you on today to talk about this because you have a thriving business um, that you legitimately, literally built from the ground up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you it was, hey, this is the next chapter of my life. There are questions about what direction that I'm going to go, and we all have this. Who wants me to go what direction? You had a little bit of consult, but a whole lot of action right. where you were like, okay, I got this, this, and this, and it's, it's time to launch. What I want to do is have you tell us, first of all, the name of your business uh, and, and what you do, and then I want to kind of go backwards and talk about how you built it from the ground up, but also how it, so yeah, this is a commercial, you know, I want to talk about your business, but I want to talk about that mentality that you and I are still walking through today Mm -hmm. of taking something from square one and saying, you know, bar the door, burn the ships, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to build this sucker no matter what. So, so tell me about your business. First of all, All it's called expedite processing courier services based out of Nashville, Tennessee. We started, we incorporated in 2019, started uh, after we got the vision and concept together. And, and the reason I did that was because I grew up in a village of uh, lawyers. Okay. My mom was a lawyer. Um, got the, the, you know, how like, when I say the village I grew up, I'm talking about, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Sure, sure. Um, the, the people I grew up with and some literal aunts and uncles and some also figurative aunts and uncles were attorneys. And those are some of the people that I go to for guidance when it's time. Um, and they told me one of the things I said, one of the questions I asked that I got from my time in the nonprofit industry was what's not being done mm, or what's okay. not being done well. And so I would go ask that question of certain people. And the thing I heard back about two or three different times, there's one person that really put it in my ear, but uh, there was, there was a, uh, a person that put it in my ear and said it, it's process serving. Process serving is something that lawyers rely upon. Absolutely. It's not being done well. So then I went and studied what was going on in the industry, and it is and continues to be, generally speaking, the Wild West. Right. 
Um, it is word of mouth that the courts rely upon. And I, I don't really trust a lot of things by word of mouth myself. Sure. Um, so I thought, what are the things that we can do to improve upon this? So I kind of went in, designed a website that was better than a lot of people's that I, that would be, but that would be the competition. Right. Um, made protocols that I thought would be better than what the competition is saying. Quoted actual prices, which is something the competition does not do. They want to know the, the address and everything else. And so I was taking the minute details of what my competition was doing and saying, here's how I'm going to do it a little bit better publish it, speak about it a little bit better. Because the one thing I have, because from my education, is I can write. Right. And so that's why I kind of took to it. I can use my communication skills to communicate. This is what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and this is what you can expect from us, and then over-deliver. Mm. Mm. So that's kind of the, the, the first process. When we first launched, it was – when you heard that date, you, should, you know, as we all kind of think of in the American zeitgeist, um, it's August 2019. Right. Right. There's, there's a storm coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> that's, that's an understatement. Right? Let's start a business. And so, side note, pin in that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm going to talk about these things simultaneously because I think your show is one of the few shows with an audience that can handle it. Sure. Is that I'm starting my life over again from scratch simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's really going on at this point. Um, I am, I have moved. Uh, I had, if I, if I were to tell this story as if I pulled myself off my bootstraps, I would be doing a disservice to the people who helped me during that time, right. you being one of them. Um, but my parents and, and other people like that, not, I'm not talking about financial support. I'm talking about sure. they just offered my parents had a house. It's a place to stay. And I could start my life over again from the ground up. Right. right. Um, a power in somebody looking at you, you, you being you understood and saying, I love you. Don't kill yourself. Let's rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, but it was it was a it was a time to really where I was really just trying to recover from a lot of other things that happened sure. in my life, and so being able to start a business with that also going on mm-hmm. was actually a huge blessing, right? Because it didn't tie me into anything, it didn't tie me into hey go get a job part time that you can go do this or that at, and kind of you know I respect the heck out of the people that can actually go do that, that start do their dreams while they're also doing a full time right. Um, you know, the part-time job and then went to work. Um, and then discovered very quickly that this is a, such a unique business that it's, there's no amount of advertising, um, SEO work that you can do with web, uh, mm-hmm. with web development, et cetera. There's nothing you can do that will, <laughs> that will get you clients in the legal system. Right. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. if, as a matter of fact, if you go door to door, um, and you look at it, it says no solicitation on every single law firm. I and mean, if you do get past the door and you don't have an invite, you were blackballed. Right. Right. Promise. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. So bringing Chick-fil-A biscuits and donuts by does not work. Right. You know, it, it just simply doesn't. <laughs> You're in breached. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. And a lawyer's office and it's all word of mouth. Right. So it's, it's playing a game of tic-tac-toe. So it's all your reputation. It's all what you've done last. And I got my foot in the door with a couple of law firms, showed them what we were going to do, showed them how we were going to verify it. We're going to take pictures. We're going to do vi- We're going to, we're going to capture video of the serve, which is all legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to produce that and we're going to do it quickly and efficiently. And that's how we started to grow. Then we had what I would call a blessing in disguise with COVID mm. where we limped through 
the COVID year because the court shut down in March. And right. they shut down from March until December. Well, Jan- sorry, January of the next year. They're, they're shut for, for almost nine months. Man. So we still end up making more money in, in 2020 than we did. And I'm talking about just getting by. I'm talking about we didn't claim a profit at all in the first actually three years of the business. But um, in 2020, we were able to weather that storm. And the if you, you can go look it up if you'd like to. I'm not going to say the numbers. I don't, want, sure. I don't want to embarrass other people in the industry. But you can go look up the national pro, the national average for a process server. And um, there's a reason why a lot of people don't look at this and say, this is a really attractive field to me. Right. I want to go deal with the people who are belligerent to me. <laughs> uh, and then deal with lawyers on right. top of I'm not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign and, me up. Right. <laughs> and then make that money. Like right. th- this is not attractive. This is not an attractive thing. Um, but we get through um, 2020 and we have ended up making the average during 2020 growing mm-hmm. when the courts were shut down. Right. When they're doing the emergency serves and that kind of stuff, we're still going. Um, and when I'm saying that's just me at this point. And then um, remember that part in Forrest Gump where the hurricane comes through? Mm. And they survived the hurricane. Right. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to 2021. Right. For us. Right. Yeah. So a lot of other people left the industry in 2020 because they couldn't do it anymore. But there's no work. Right. So um, during that point is when we first started to feel a lot of positive momentum uh, going with everything. And that simultaneously was the impetus that really made me feel like I was on the right track with well, I was supposed to be doing with my life now as sure. well and allow me to start taking care of certain things and people in my life that needed to be taken care of. And um, to continue to grow that, it's all been word of mouth. It's all been this lawyer telling that lawyer, this lawyer telling this lawyer, and that lawyer saying this. And it's been a wonderful, remarkable ride. Um, I've had, I've got the most interesting stories. Like if, if, if we didn't have it captured on video – there's no way you should sure. Right. Did this, did this really happen? Right. right. There's, no, there's no, and that's why I'm so glad we do it because otherwise you've got these wild stories and you've got no way to, no way to produce that this actually happened. And, there's, and then you have to go into court and go, yeah, uh, your honor. As a matter of fact, you don't have to ask me. Here's the video. Right. Right. Are you saying that? Yeah, yeah, I am. Hit play. Right. Like, this is what it is. Well, and, and this is what I want to get into. Uh, we're fixing to go to a break, but what I want to get into is, uh, a, a little bit more about your business, um, what, what happened. And what I want to talk about in the next session is that moment when you thought, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to build this thing okay. from the ground up. Uh, the, some of the business things that you were connected to, there were some dark moments. Um, mm-hmm. There were some things where you were looking around going, okay, so is this – Is oh, oh, these are ashes. Okay, here I am. This is a moment where many people would give up. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where many people would say, why did this happen to me? Or, or how is this happening? And we've got people listening right now. Uh, if they find us on podcast or they're in their car that are thinking – What's my next move? And you are a person that is resilient, but also you are a person that is not only 
everything's going to be okay. You are living in a moment that I would describe right now is thriving. Now, no, not perfect, but, but thriving. Like, hey, I'm, I'm moving forward. Things are good. And so I want to talk about that, that pivotal moment in our next thing yeah. uh, that, that maybe gives some people hope with where they might be right now. And then, folks, stick around with us because I guarantee you we're going to get into some stories that are good, uh, <laughs> some stories that are funny. And we won't even hit that edit button. So we're thankful yeah. that you're here today get real. on Circle Unbroken. We'll be back. Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Felicia Brown. At First Farmers, we believe home is where your family grows. 
If home ownership has always been your dream, our mortgage team can help you identify the financial tools needed to make your dream a reality. Ready to get started? Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with our team at 931-388-3145. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back with Circle Unbroken. Quick review for people. If you're just finding us for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. Pull up a chair. Do what you got to do. And for those of you that have been here a lot, you can probably finish this for us. At Circle Unbroken, we believe that in life there is a circle that you want to be complete. Uh, when that circle is complete and unbroken, badunch. When it's together, you feel like, hey, I have purpose. I, I'm complete. And there are times in life when that circle just gets ripped apart. And that circle we believe is made up of faith. And then you take your faith into the marketplace with however you do your business mission in the marketplace. And then you come around and you complete that circle with the sense, the feeling, the responsibility of community, how you serve your community, how you build a community. So we like to say circle unbroken faith, business and community. Again, I'm your host Taft Ayers, uh, joined in by my man, Open mic. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. <laughs> He's always fantastic, folks, and he will, he will tell you why. And uh, he keeps us running, tells us when to shut up, tells us when to start, and gives us great insight. And, and let's be honest, anchors most of the shows, and I just get to talk with him. We've got my boy Cameron Clark with us. Welcome back. Nice to be back. <laughs> we are here. Uh, we need to have the music for you. That uh, we, we need to have that Slim Shady where it pops up. Guess who's back? Back <laughs> again. It just comes on. There was a, I was on a field trip recently, and one of the moms told me that her daughter was singing Eminem. And, and she told her, she was like, honey, how do you know Eminem? And she goes, mom, it's not Eminem. It's Slim Shady. And I, I thought, oh, man, culturally. On the classic rock station now. Culturally, we are off, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's on hey, a classic show. Some, some of us have been off for a long time, anyway. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's Just where my kids. <laughs> that's where you look at it and go, ah. Um, but no, man, you're back, back again. We are talking about building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're there and you're looking at something and saying, "Hey, here's where we're going to rise. Here's where something is going to be built, changed. We're, we're going to press forward." And so, Cameron. We talked in the first session about your business, um, about what you've built, how you built it. Now, I want to finish that discussion, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk about where you were, um, what was happening in your life when you said, I'm going to do this. Because I want people to know right now that if they are in a moment where they are thinking, I got to do something different or I need to do something at all. I don't know how much hope there is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, to me, in my life, an inspiration. That's why I, I invite you on here to you know, jump on the mic uh, of somebody who says, you know what? Um, here's what you're going to do, and here's how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you can do. Not, not, again, not that, like we say, your life is perfect. 
Not that you've got it all figured out, but you do know where hope lies. And you mm-hmm. do know that there's a possibility when you think about forward momentum. Yeah. You know? So so let's let's talk a little bit about where you were okay. and what happened next. All right. So but prior to starting this business, um, I had come off of what you would describe as a uh, disaster of about four or five years mm-hmm. of life. Um and in every way, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who's working active recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2008, I was – see, let, let me start before that. Okay. I was married uh, to the wife of my youth in 2002. We had two beautiful girls in 2006, 2008. Right after my daughter – our youngest daughter was born, I was diagnosed with chronic myelogenous leukemia. And I remember when that, when that diagnosis came down, I remember – the next several nights after the diagnosis, I felt like I was wasting time when I was in bed. Right. That I was, that I, every moment is precious. And um, once you go eight, nine nights, that becomes a problem that you, you know, when you bring it up with your doctor, they said, well, let's get you on some sleeping medication, trying to help. Sure. Um, and so uh, they put me on uh, Ambien on top of what they were doing to help me with the cancer. And so the cancer got into remission. In about 2000, uh, December 2009, and I was still on the sleep medication. And the sleep medication was used pretty well for about four or five years. In the meantime, we go through a big life transition where my, my ex-wife uh, is a talented neurologist, and so she was leaving residency, and we moved out to the Great Wyoming, Wide Open in Wyoming. Sure. And within a couple of uh, days of us moving out there, our youngest daughter, who is three at the time, witnessed by our oldest daughter, who's five at the time, gets hit by a car out in front of our house. Right. And it was brutal. Uh, we were the first responders on the scene. Mm. Um, and our oldest daughter's screams is what alerted us to what had happened. Uh, we had just had dinner. Um, they went outside with their grandfather, who we thought, you know, it was kind of a, a series of unfortunate events. No one's fault, but he thought that she was inside. We thought he had her. Yeah. So no, yeah. I was watching oh. her close enough. And so she sees him across the street. She's three. She doesn't check both ways. Ainsley's sitting at the side of the street because she's old enough to know. And Abigail tries to go darting across and gets hit. So that changed our life in a way that we couldn't anticipate. Now, the great part that there is a, there is a, a wonderful miracle story in the middle of there. And that could be a whole show to itself. Like sure. that's, that's a long story right there. But the point is, we walk her to the to the doors of heaven and waited for about two weeks and got her back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was a miracle of itself, which I should be thankful for, you would think. Right. And that, which, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying that I should be eternally grateful, and this should be a rejoicing, never make another mistake again, give your life to God for all time. You never, you know, there's no problems. You have this miracle in your hands, and you're the custodian of the story of the miracle. Right. Do it all right. Right. Correct. You know, um, but that's not how that would ended up going over time. Um, so there's there's just a lot of heartache um, that is that develops between 2011 and 2013. Even after we got our daughter back in 2011, there's a lot of other heartache that just kind of unfolds in the marriage. Um, and then by 2014, another miraculous story, how we get back to Columbia from Casper, Wyoming, we come back and we get to Columbia, Tennessee is through you <laughs> um, happening to leave a, a meeting saying, hey, 
I just I know this doctor in here. Why don't we hook you all up and have right. a conversation? And that gets us coming here. So we're back in the same place for the first time since childhood. But um, then right about the same time we move back is when the active addiction locks in with the ambient, which manifests itself with taking too much to sleep or, you know, first building up a tolerance and then taking it too fast and then not being with it for a couple of days and then binge taking it and then just got to be uh, to where it was. I was snowed under. And what's just for people that are listening. Yeah. When when you're taking the Ambien, mm-hmm. okay, um, the the reason, the drive to take it, because people know it as a you know yeah sleep drug a sleep drug. Where where were you mentally when you were taking it? Depressed beyond, not even in the the word depressed is like a step several steps up from where I was mentally. Sure, sure. Uh, I was taking it almost to st- to stay awake, not to stay awake, but while I was awake, cope with what was going on around me. Right. Right. Which is a terrible. I mean, it's a hypnotic. It's, sure. it's, it's right. not some of like it's a benzo, right? It's for sleep. It's gonna put you to sleep. Yeah. Well, you know, and the funny thing was when I was when I was around, um, people would see me and they'd be like, you know, you know what? When they found out that I had that problem and I went to rehab, they said uh, we could tell something was off. And I said, here's the funny thing about it: the days that something was off were the days I wasn't taking it. Right. Right. That's right. how bad it was. Yeah, sure. So um, go, to, go to rehab. But then uh, essentially what happens is that it, it's every addict story at some point becomes a short story and the same story. Mm-hmm. And so my, my life becomes on paper a complete mess at, yeah. at this point. Let's walk through that if you're willing. To. No, I'm, I'm absolutely okay. willing to because people need to know. Sure. Here, here's what it looks like. And it also leads into why I started my own business. Yeah, uh, correct. Correct. Um, but there's, so the, there's a version of my story that goes like this: 2014 outpatient rehab, 2015 domestic violence assault dismissed. Mm-hmm. It was is not my child or my, or my wife. It was my dad. He was trying to help. Uh, it was dismissed. 2015 divorced. 2016 DUI first offense, non-alcohol related, basically sleep drove. Okay. Um, Pull, pulled over and yeah, thank God nobody was hurt. Right. Like I mean, right. that, but I mean, I I wasn't intending to do anything sure. but basically sleep rub but it, this was while after i had gotten off of ambien right and the doctors were trying to help me find something else to to be on to help me sleep um <laughs> i end up sleep driving so i get a dui first offense um go to inpatient rehab shortly thereafter and that is that was a wonderful thing it's a wonderful experience a place called 12 keys in south florida which is i would recommend to anyone mm-hmm. uh, if they're going to go somewhere that's the place to go i want you to say that again uh, say say the place again because you don't know who's hearing what when yeah uh, 12 keys okay um which is kind of referencing the 12 steps sure. of of the of working recovery um in south florida a, a guy named Kenny Wynn was really my mentor Okay. there okay and we we developed a friendship and a kinship uh very quickly through that and um i worked a very 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 um tough what you call a, a fourth and fifth step where you take an inventory and and he held me to it and he said he said i did a very very thorough like one of the most thorough he's ever seen i bet working a fourth and fifth step and that's trying to help you understand all the people you owe an amends to everybody you owe an apology to in your life right as long and you go back and then part of the steps later are taking you know making amends and taking the apology to them as long as it won't hurt them to bring it up sure sure so um when when you go through something like that and that's not even the end of the story 
So if you look at again, if you look at on paper, so I go to rehab, 2017, conviction of the DUI charge, because it took a year and change to for that to play out in the court system because it, it was non-alcohol related and it was a it was a medication I was on. So if it had probably had not happened in Giles County, <laughs> then probably wouldn't be able to, you know. Yeah. It may have happened a little bit differently. But again, no one was hurt. That's the part I was happy about. And so on paper, it looks, you know, conviction for the DUI, surrender driver's license for restricted license, and then I do shortly thereafter 48 hours mandatory minimum is what you get for a DUI. Um, but if you pull something up on a, on a background report and they don't know what they're looking at, it looks like I was arrested four times for DUI mm. for it. How they file it? Yeah, how they yeah. file it. Because it's, 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 it's whatever date it was adjudicated. So there's the arrest, then there's the uh, – so, yeah, it goes arrest – um, court date, mm-hmm. surrender license, and then the actual two days in jail or all the separate dates, but it says DUI, DUI, yeah. DUI, DUI, yeah. next to each day. Gracious. So it looks Gracious. like you have yeah. four. And so um, I'm, you know, like I said, uh, just a mess on paper. 2017, I started a new relationship. We ended up cohabitating. Um, she breaks off a week before the wedding. Probably really smart on her part. I remember that. Um, really smart on her part. Um, but you know, on again, off again on that point. Uh, uh, and so basically the last scene in 2019, 2018, the business that I had started in 2015 with my ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, who's the physician, uh, trusted a bad set of sources, short sure. story, um, and ended up kind of falling on a grenade in a bankruptcy. Mm. And so here I am. All uh, the things, man. Right. So, yeah. so here it is all laid out. Life is askew, busted open pretty wide on every level. Um, and to, to top it all off, by the way, uh, get a tax lien. <laughs> I mean, early 2019. What's the tax lien from? It's from the last year that I <laughs> – this is why you need a better divorce lawyer sometimes. <laughs> uh, just for a story out there for some of you guys. Um, I let my ex-wife file married filing jointly so she could help, I guess, the kids better. For one last year, such a nice guy, and because um, I wasn't making enough money at that point to to, to merit anything, I wasn't going to get much of a break um, on my own. So she uh, ended up having about a eleven or twelve thousand dollar misunderstanding with the IRS that is slapped on both of us because mm. of the filing year. And so, you know, if you look at it on paper, I've got this five year stint where you, when you go from rehab to a tax lien. And people are like, this guy's not touchable. Right. 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 I mean, this guy's just, you know, unbelievable mess. Now, a lot of these things had easy resolve, including especially the the, the tax lien was resolved. It gave me what's called an innocent spouse status. So I'm going to say that for anybody listening, that even when you get a bad bad news on a piece of paper, sure. calm down for right. a second. There's resolution that's possible yes. a lot of different ways in a lot of different places. Just use your people. And so, yeah, I mean, at that point – when you're that far down, you kind of wonder if you want to get off the mat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, I'm this far down on it, can I, do I want to, how do I possibly, where do I go to start to get off the mat? Right. Um, and like I said, with the ending of that relationship and the ending of the business and then just kind of a fresh start with the bankruptcy, that actually freed me up to do anything I needed to do. And with the help of my parents and my friends, needed to do. Sure. Um, and so with you and I, that's when we started our weekly lunches again yeah, about right. that time. And, uh, you know, that's where a lot of these ideas kind of come from is just encouraging each other and just saying, Hey, it's not over. 
Right. It's not over yet. Right. Right. My grandfather, who we both know, mm-hmm. um, told me, this was his catchphrase, Coach. He would always tell me, if you're not dead, it's not too late. It's not. And and that's what that's what he would say to me. As we go into another break here, I appreciate you sharing those things, mm-hmm. you know, so far. Um, and there, there was a moment when all these things are happening and you said, it's go time. Um, we're going to do this. We're going to build something. Mm-hmm. And you're in the middle of something right now where we can record shows like this, you know, midday because of what you've built right. and because of what you have. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about that transition, um, what, what happened, what you did with the mess mm-hmm. and, and what you did with it. There was no victim mentality. It was a, hey, you know, to quote Al Bundy, let's rock. You know, and, and what you did was great. And so we're going to look at that when we come back here on Circle Unbroken with my special guest, Cameron Clark. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back here on Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by producer Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. And we are happy to have my good friend, trusted colleague, Cameron Clark, back. Thanks for coming, dude. Happy to be here. We have been walking through your journey of building from the ground up. We have been talking about the business that you built, how it was built. And if they were with us in our last session, Cameron, people were able to hear um, a little bit about you. And, and almost with what we read off there, with what you were listening here, it was a – it could be described as a whole sad sap story on a one sheet, okay, with, with, mm-hmm. with what you've gone through and what you've done. And sometimes – Paper, when we talk about what somebody looks like on paper, we can get a terrible version of people that is not, A, it's not accurate from a dimensional standpoint, but then also we we can list our worst traits or our best traits. That's why resumes drive me nuts sometimes. Tell me how great you are and show me your resume. I'll look at it and be like, dude, there's so much humanity that's not on there. Well, then you flip it over a rap sheet. For, for any of us, you can put something on there, and it's all these things without context. Right. And so so for you here, somebody could just read off a bulleted list of your things, and they could say this, this guy is bad news. Stay away. And they could even come from a – I'm going to use Chris Farley air quotes here. They could even come from a good place mm-hmm. or a right heart by saying this is sage advice yeah. that I'm going to give that to you. And so – I would like to respond to that mm-hmm. uh, and also talk about the drive, fuel, and motivation for you. Yeah, that that story's boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, and it's not even the whole truth. Right. And here's what I mean by that. I'd start with the worst parts uh, are actually worse than what paper can tell. And some of it my children learned of with their own eyes. And, um, you know, God forgive me. Uh, but, you know, luckily— they give, they've forgiven me, and that's a testament to them. Sure. There's they're, they're 17 and 15. I'm, I always want to say, you know, there's four and six. No, they're, they're 17 and 15, and um, they they have, and, and they are. We have a wonderful relationship, and that is in spite of all this. Um, and, you know, 
I know that they sometimes, I know the actuarial tables say that when somebody does my eulogy, it's probably going to be you, by the way, by actuarial <laughs> tables. Um, they're going to, you're going to have to, you know, feel like this temptation to lead off with, you know, he had his demons. Sure. Like as a qualifier and then say, uh, you know, skip ahead to whatever good qualities I may possess in my life. Um, but don't do that. Don't do it. Tell them the whole story. Tell them the whole effing story. Taft. Mm. The whole one. Right. Um, you know, when you start off with the bad stuff, tell them all of it. Do it so that when you get to, to how awesome my daughters are, people can properly marvel at them. Tell them all of it so that you can hug my parents. Um, a little tighter for enduring that and even squeeze my ex's hand with some understanding. Um, tell them all of it so the world knows that men who carried my casket over Jordan were uh, saintly rocks of humanity. And uh, who personified loyalty and unconditional love. And um, I want you to tell them all of it so that when you get to those people and how they told me how to get back up off the ground, I got back up and I fought like hell sure. to be the father that my daughters deserved. And then um, tell them that so that you know they know redemption story is possible and that they can understand that when they get to the end of my story, however my life ends, that it's the, they understand the word unwavering at the end of what you tell them and then tell them so that when we talk about this business that I've tried to build, um, that person who's down there luck will understand that failure isn't not final at all. Right. Amen. And, uh, tell them that's the greatest skeptic on earth, um, can see that, that they may have their faith restored in something bigger than them. Mm. Just tell them all of it, man. It's so weird for me, uh, to talk to my, childhood buddy about this and to think about the honor of somebody saying hey man I'd, I'd like for you to do my eulogy because with how resilient you are and everything that you have walked through dude there's like a zero percent chance that i'm outliving you and so, and so <laughs> I, I hear that and i'm like yeah somebody will do it right <laughs> yeah. yeah well it falls to you first yeah you, you first. got dibs on it i guess if taps around right yeah. but but don't know no, that is what with what you're saying there and i was not trying to lessen what i know saying. With, with what you were saying there it is hey um this is how we've walked through it. Mm -hmm. This is the way that you press on and you find yourself living in today. Mm -hmm. And and you've done that. Um, and you've said things, you said things just even in that, as we were talking about, God forgive me, um, these people uh, have helped. They have, they have done some things right here. And what I love about you is that you say this, it, it reminds me, I know there's like a theme here today. I keep talking about Eminem and 8 Mile. Uh, but at the end of 8 Mile, there, there's a scene in that movie where the character basically tells everybody, hey, here's my rap sheet. Here's, here's who I am. Here's, here's what I've done. And when I present this to you, hey, I'm not holding any of it back. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I've done. These are the bad parts of me. And when you present that to somebody, what you're saying is this, um, newsflash, you can't do anything to me. I am. I, these are my flaws. These are the things about me. And so, with you talking about this, and you say, "Hey, tell them. Don't don't hold back. That this is this is who I was." And praise God, we we grew up singing "Amazing Grace." Mm -hmm. And I remember an addict at our church in Atlanta who stood up one time, and he was one of our church elders. And he looked at the church and he goes, some of you guys love the song Amazing Grace. And he goes, but you cannot sing Amazing Grace properly until you have been equally amazed by your sin. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm just telling you, you can't sing it to its full. You can't say wretch like me. 
Like you, you can't do those things unless you have been equally, he used the word equally amazed by, yeah. by your separation, by, by your sin, by, by these things in your life. Right. And if we hold it back, if we whitewash it, if we put a mask on, you know, then, then we can't. And so that, that's what I love about you is that you're telling somebody it's dark, it's messy, it's broken. And these aren't just religious terms, right. but that's where somebody might be mm-hmm. right now. And now what the iron, ironic part of this is your business model is meeting some people at what they think is the worst point. Yeah. You know, some of your workers and your team, when you guys go and you, you complete a serve, a lot of these people are receiving news. It's always, almost always bad news. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. not like, yes, I'm so glad that you're serving me. Yeah. It's, it's an oh crap moment. Yeah. And what's funny is that the guy that built this team, um, who does this is saying, Hey, it, it's going to be okay. Yeah. That's one. So you've read the training manual oh, yeah. that we went through that we're going to be doing the training yes. with. And, um, one of the things we want to make sure that's instilled is empathy mm. because whatever is coming across on that sheet, unless they're being called to as a witness, which is, which is a very small percentage of our serves, they are getting terrible news. Hey, your wife filed, your husband filed for divorce. Right. right. Hey, your, your ex-wife is filing to take the kids away from you. Sure. Um, these are a lot of the serves. Uh, here's a restraining order. Um, um, as long as it's non-criminal, that's what we're you know, here's a restraining yeah. order for, for this. Um, here is a judgment that we're serving. It's significant amount of money. It probably feels un- insurmountable. Make sure you tell them you hope it turns out okay for them. Right. You know, when, right. when you, when you hand it to them, we're, we have no dog in the fight. We're not trying to collect the money from them. We're, we're, we're there as the bearer of bad news. Right. And there's, there's a minute there where you have you have three seconds, and we don't teach it as a ministry, but there's three seconds to actually have some empathy and sympathy for the person and say, I hope it turns out all right for you. Right. Look them dead in the eye and tell them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we, we really want to make sure we do because these so many of them go sideways, from you know from the, and you're not going to have a chance to really end it that way no matter what. But whoever's there who's just receiving that, Sometimes it takes just a little bit of kindness, even sure. in that to 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 do something gracefully, and so that's what we try to teach everybody to do. And that's when our uh, attorneys, when they see the video, who are our clients, the videos that we do, they they love that. Not only is it irrefutable proof, but now we've done something above reproach. Sure, on camera, we, we just gave it to them, and we told them we hope it turns out all right for them, and that was that. Right. Right. Um, you can't villainize me. When well, I, well, to them, you know, for our clients, they they kind of think how we reflect on them. So right. if we kind of get chippy at the door with somebody, that's going to, you know, it will be talked about. Yeah. Um, well, and that's a perception that people have in the movies and television. You've been served. Right. You know what I mean? There's that. Oh, we we don't say that. Right. Um, we said we have some papers for you. You sure. don't have to say you've been served. We have. Uh, you see some people go through it and they'll be super technical about it. You know, I'm, sure. I've got a subpoena for you to appear nine a.m. court May eighteenth. You know, <laughs> like and they get <laughs> and they get over technical with it. And some of the other people in the business of process serving, um, they're not really sure what process service is. Honest to goodness, they think that they're like a CIA agent, sure. maybe or like a Fed agent. And like, you should see what some of these guys drive up in and um, how they dress when they get out. It's pretty funny. It's like. Uh, 
I mean, sorry. <laughs> thinking of this one gentleman who actually goes full tactical gear. Oh, no. And I'm, I'm kicking that this door now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's not, he's not a fit man either. <laughs> so he's, he's Paul in the, Blart. He, oh, yeah, <laughs> the, definitely the Paul Bart version. Um, you know, he's got tactical camera. It's all matching from head to toe. It's black. He's right. got a bulletproof vest on. He's got a, he's got a badge. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what it says. It probably says it probably says um, you know Mattel on it or something like that. But real uh, deal, yeah, the the, the real McCoy um, authorized process server, which right. means nothing. Um, anyway, it, there's some people that get like that, and so you'd be shocked at what people hear in a courtroom when it comes to just that simple act. But um, like, what the thing I love about what we can do is that it's all calm. And sure. we, we, we try to teach, hey, it's dispassionate on our end. And once it's done, it's done. It's part of a job. And then to report back, and that's it. Um, so it's a, it's a strange business to be in, for sure, um, knowing what some of the competition uh, thinks about themselves and sort of does. And right. not everyone. I don't want to paint everyone that way. Oh, that's, sure. sure. There, there is plenty of people that do it professionally and are great and uh, probably record it and that kind of thing. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is, by and large, that's the re, that's the reputation. And even even when they report that they made an attempt, it's not verifiable mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's why we go the extra mile. Well, and no. for you to have now the places that you go and where you're serving, these are beautiful offices that you receive, mm-hmm. that, you know, the serves from, the lawyers that you deal with. These are successful people, yeah. you know. And so now here you are, and, and as as we wind down the show today, you are you are doing things, you are providing, you take vacations, we go to meetings and dinners, like like you are you are now in the middle of what people would look at on paper, you know, to run with that theme on paper um, as a success, you know, a great a great business. There's a great future right. for you. But I'd like to conclude today's show with either some some advice that you received or advice that you want to give hmm. to that person that isn't to where you are now. They may be in a sense of where you were. And what's something that you either heard or you think people need to hear to just shift? That mindset yeah. uh, from yeah. defeatist to, yes, sir. to go ahead. Um, first of all, it will, it will, it, whatever you do will stay the way it is okay. until you move, mm. Mm. until you get up and move. And it, and it looks like that in every single direction of your life. Move, mm-hmm. uh, get up and work out, go for a walk, eat a little better, take a shower, start with the small things. All right. And then build, write your vision down on paper, mm. get moving in those directions, surround yourself with positive people. Sure. All right. And, and everything else can be drowned out and then move towards make sure that whatever that happened at the end of the day that you move the ball forward a little bit mm. you talk to a new client you, you did something else you whatever it is that you do make sure you move the ball forward just a little bit and it's okay to regress and i would also suggest by the way um reading brendan manning ruthless trust oh sure say that one more time ruthless trust by brendan manning okay um, my favorite author of all time, the only man that I really have a kinship with. He's, he's now deceased, but I have a kinship with him just reading his, his stuff. Uh, if you're down on your luck, if you're in a dark place, if you're locked into addiction, if you're starting your life over, if you're transitioning out of a marriage, this is your guy. Okay. Brendan Manning. 
Okay. So that's that's a source for us. Cameron, I, I want you to know what a blessing it is that you agreed to come. Um, there are things that happen in our lives where, like in our first session that we did uh, a while back, we talked about brotherhood, and we just barely touched the surface. Here, as we talk about being able to build from the ground up, we, we gave people some practical tools, okay, that you got to move, that you got to build, that you've got to focus on progress. Just because you do regress doesn't mean that you, you don't have potential to move forward. And so I want everybody who's joined us today to feel that hope, uh, to listen to this as many times as you need to, because we believe that everybody can build. To quote my grandfather, if you're not dead, it's not too late that you can ensure that that circle can be unbroken in your life. Have a great day. We want you to know that there is hope. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day. When I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother.